This is the Game Jester's Gaming Update Podcast here in episode 39. So we want to do this episode and talk about, as you see on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, we are going to PAX East 2020. So we will have a lot of news about that for this podcast. But before we dive into the news and everything we have to talk about on the podcast, we want to jump into our usual or little gaming news. I'm going to start out with the slower stuff, move on to the little bigger stuff, and then we'll go into PAX East. So right away, I'm going to go into movies and rush through them so we have more time to talk in the end. So we have a few things with less movies, TV shows, I guess. There's one movie, two TV shows. The Sonic movie, we've been talking about that, and that finally launched last week, this week. Two record opening numbers, by the way. Had the best video game opening of all time, just beating Detective Pikachu, which just last May set the record. So it may actually beat that record that it set for most uh, popular or most or highest grossing. Yeah. And I'm really glad because I'm giving them support just because they listened to what audience said, went back, spent a lot of money to rechange and make it the way we wanted it. So I'm happy they did that, and I think they get the support just for that alone. A quick so question before we sw- before we move on, but do you think that was you don't think that was like a marketing stunt, like that they they really designed like a bad character just to get a negative reaction, and then it was like, oh hey, well we got the reaction we were looking for, but we really are redesigning the character, and it was just like a marketing ploy. See, it's possible, but I'm really judging by their reactions and the way they took it. And I really don't think it was. I think they just thought that was fine. And then they got backlash and they got crap for it. So I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. I don't think they planned it like that. And you didn't see the movie yet, right? I did not see it yet, but I've watched the trailers, the new trailers. I've read up a lot about it. The reviews they are doing pretty good. The only thing I've seen, like people, I guess it's all people our age or hardcore fans. And they're all like, what the? There was an owl in the beginning. They're not in the game. And it's like, well, some things you got to get over. They can add some things in the movie. So little things like that that bug me. True, true, true. But moving on from that, two TV, two news about TV shows. First, Stranger Things Season 4 is coming out soon. And the teaser trailer was already launched, and it's pretty much showing you it's going exactly where you expect it to go by the way Season 3 ended. It's 3 was all about Russian, and it looks like it's going, Season 4 is going to be focused around Russia. Looks like they might be going to Russia or something, but with the, I won't say any spoilers, but with the way Season 3 ended, you would know what I'm hinting at here. I completely forgot that it was season three. And in my mind, when you said season four, I'm like, wait, season four just ended. But then you're right. So, yeah, I I can't argue the almighty. I bow down. (laughs) As you should. Moving on to our last TV show news. And that is The Witcher 3. With The Witcher 3, it ended. And now they just launched the new sales of 2020. The game sales just recently. And within since the end of the Witcher TV show, sales are up by more than 500% since the end of the show to now. So that's a huge increase for the game. Like the game's about to oversell what it originally sold beforehand. Oh, yeah. That, that is, we exactly, that is what we talked about in one of the previous episodes. I think it was episode 37 or 36 where we, I, I, you know, I didn't get exactly right with it saying that it would be in the top 10 again, but the sales definitely, definitely increased. 
And I yeah. also, you forgot one more. I think Castlevania just got announced for a third, uh, for a third uh, ten episode season that's premiering on March fifth. March. Oh, see, they, we knew they were confirmed because, as Netflix always says, this will be returning for another season. So mm-hmm. news coming back, but I did not have the date. I'm excited because did you watch that yet? I still have to watch that. I'm so far behind oh, on my oh. Netflix. I'm finally catching up on the end of the effing world season two. Oh, I kept see. seeing that pop up, and I kept meaning to. I never oh, watched that. Though. It is so good. I mean, the first season was was good because the first season is based off of a graphic novel, and uh, the it, I'm not going to spoil it, but it ended differently in the graphic novel. So they did leave it open for a season two, but there wasn't a second graphic novel. So this is like completely, you know, <laughs> yeah, going from the source material, and uh, I guess it got the blessing of the artist and. It's good. It's really good. You'll have to watch that. But yeah, I still have to watch Castlevania. That's my that's next on my watch list. And The Witcher. I still have to watch that. The Witcher was really good. I even had my one friend who I was competing with. We were saying, which is better, Mandalorian or Witcher? I was saying, yeah, Witcher, way better. And he's like, no, Mandalorian. He finally watched The Witcher. He's like, yeah, dude, I, I submit. You're right. The Witcher takes it. It takes the cake there. So The Witcher is really good. But... Oops, sorry, you going to say something? Yeah, or... one thing I was going to say, so speaking of the Mandalorian, there was this random random piece of news today about the Mandalorian. Uh, WWE superstar Sasha Banks is reportedly set to appear in the Mandalorian Season 2, which I found really weird. They say it's unclear at this point what exactly her role is going to be. She hasn't been on WWE television since early January, so that, I don't know if that means she's you know doing something now, but... They also don't know if this is just a rumor, but it's something that's in reports, and I find it really weird. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there, so if it ends up happening, you know, it's going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say on that. <laughs> there we go. So, I'm going to move on to a little bit of uh, the remainder news. We have um, Nintendo Switch. The greatest game for the Nintendo's coming out. Finally, it got delayed, and it's got its release date of, was it March 20th of this? Are, are uh, you talking about Animal Crossing? Because if you're saying that's the greatest Animal game... Animal Crossing New uh, Horizon. Can, can I reach across the screen and just smack you now? Yeah, you can smack me for being right all the time. The uh, best, oh, game, okay, best yeah. game on the Switch is the, coming out uh, this month. Second to, only, second only to Luigi's Mansion 3, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's also a pretty great game, too. I hate you. <laughs> I loved Animal Crossing, and honestly, I probably since Zelda's been dropping out, I haven't been caring about Zelda too much. It's probably the only game I really care for on the Switch, actually, now. Which So, my joke is actually not that far from the truth. Well, we will be getting to PAX East later, but that is supposed to be one of the playable games, so you may have a chance to actually play mm-hmm. Animal Crossing. So I might be picking it up and I might be, maybe if they allow it, I might be even streaming it. Oh, they're not going to allow that. I can tell you that. But maybe they will. Who knows? I mean, maybe you could sneak it in. No one's ever going to know until you get a season desist letter to take down the video from your YouTube. (laughs) Probably. But my last bit of news before we move on to our Paxis information, we have a little bit of information about the games we're going to be talking about and seeing at Paxis. So we have all the demos that we'll probably be looking at and playing and talking about much more right now. All we know, Resident Evil 3 remake so far, 
what we know is it's going to be following, you know, if you played the old school one, it'll be following the story with uh, Jill and Carlos going through um, Raccoon City. They will be, it's going to play like they're keeping it the horror aspect and they're opening it up. And I'm pretty sure they're having like Mr. X uh, nemesis is going to be always constantly hunting you. So it's not, they're taking this uh, mercenary mode out, which I'm a little disappointed with. I really love the mercenary modes in three, but they're taking that out. And instead they're adding, I think it's either a new mode in the game or it's an actual side disc game on its own. It's, um, uh, kind of a 4v1 resident yeah that, that's supposed to be like um that's supposed to be their attempt at like a dead by daylight kind of thing but set in the resident evil universe it's gotten pretty mixed reactions from a lot of people so they were including it in the pre-order yeah so that's where it's pretty much resident evil resistance and it's i guess it's replacing the mercenary mode instead which um i like the merc mode better but the way that game is set up, it's like if you played other games like this, it's the same way. Four players, they need to get to from the start to the end and go through this arena. Well, the fifth player, the person who's in charge is called the mastermind, they mm. call it. And they're going to be, instead of actually interacting themselves, they're placing all the zombies and all the bosses and everything on the map. So it's kind of like D&D style where they'll be the dungeon master building the arena, setting up all the traps, all the monsters and sending them at you. And you have to take them out and get to the end. Yep. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be playing, how it's supposed to be playing out. Now, I'm wondering if it's going to be playable at PAX East. I haven't heard anything one way or the other. Uh, like the I said, for... yeah, the demo for that. a lot of people, a lot of people are bashing this. But I mean, I think a lot of what it is is like we we've talked about in the past. There's fatigue from the whole, like, uh, 4v1, 5v1. There's, like, oh, just yeah. a fatigue from it right now. And I think that's where a lot of some of the heavy criticism is coming from. But maybe it might actually end up being a good game. We, I mean, it, it might suck. Who knows? I mean. <laughs> yeah, we'll see once it's, well, we'll find out once we go down to E3. Our packs. <laughs> that's being ambitious. One can, <laughs> This is our first one. One convention at a time here. Yeah, but uh, I did have one more. Oh, yeah. Before I move on from Resident Evil 3, the collector's edition. People have been asking a lot about this and it's finally been announced. What is the, the collector's edition is you will get the standard edition game, of course, with the bonus DLC, such as classic costume pack, which will bring all the old school costumes from like uh, Joe Valentine from Resident Evil 1 and a bunch of other ones. Uh, if you pre-order on the PlayStation 4, you'll get a dynamic theme for the PlayStation 4. Uh, the Collector's Edition, uh, also it's coming with a um, limited 11-inch figurine of Jill Valentine, which will come, which will go perfectly side-by-side side with the uh, limited time Leon figure, if you got that with the Resident Evil 2 Collector's Edition. Hmm. How, much, course, is this, how much is this going for? This is sounding expensive. Uh, <laughs> this is sounding at least 129 bucks. I'm telling you, I don't know, or 99, or at the very least. Oh, it's usually like 150 to 200. Oh, so I'm underselling this man. I feel like people are going to love that Jill Valentine figure, and it's going to make very. Oh yeah, people go crazy for them, and but if you get it. They usually they're pretty they're limited so they're going to be really rare and hard to get. So I'm, I'm buying it, sure putting it up on eBay out. next day. No, I'm <laughs> I tried to get it; it's already sold out. So that shows how fast they went. 
you will see it on eBay for like 600 bucks, though. You know it. You well, know. The Leon one's already on eBay for $900. I just looked up the price, and it's the cheapest <laughs> one's $900. Damn. I wonder what the cheapest one that sold is. That I'm curious to see, like, how it did as far as selling. I'd be very yeah. curious to see how that... That's another topic for another day. eBay and uh, scalpers. We can talk about that for hours. <laughs> yeah. But our last... Uh, two well, two more. The one gaming news and one gaming review. Ooh. The last gaming news was it's just a quick thing and something we posted. We didn't have our podcast last time, so it's just recapping that from what we post on our page. If you follow us, EA and Max has confirmed the new Sims game coming, which is about time it's due, and it will be a multiplayer game, which is what we've been talking about. We've yeah, because we've been trying four. to find a mod for four for. And everything to get that. So that that would have people have been clamoring for that for a while. They've been, you know, saying, hey, we want multiplayer. We want to be able to visit our friends in real time. And my only question, though, is does that mean that your Sims are like active all the time? So say, for example, I come and visit your house and I accidentally set it on fire and kill you (laughs) now. When you log in, do you see like in other games like where you're like where like say like for in Ark for example, where you log in, your tribe's been you know your your base has been completely destroyed, and uh, so is it like a situation like that? Where... I'm gonna say no. It's probably gonna follow the uh, mod where it's only you both to play in that game. You both have to be on that line at the same. Oh, time. at the same time, so you can't just go visit yeah. and like. Well, I'm mad. So, I'm getting my vengeance. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I removing won't be your doors. You burning my house down. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a competition to see who could kill each other's Sims more. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be logging on, and you'd see yourself, your Sim, uh, boarded up in the pool. Oh like, my what the god! Hell? I hope someone makes a mod for that. Please, modders, please do this. <laughs> but moving on to our the final thing before we move into Paxis with uh, half the show left. Uh, I said last podcast we had, I would be buying and playing and giving a full review the next podcast we had. And here it is. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot launched three weeks ago now in uh, January, the end of January. Yes. You've been streaming it. You've been streaming it. I've been streaming it. I've been playing a lot of it. I. uh, So here's my review for it right now. If it didn't have stiff competition this year with Resident Evil 3 remakes, Final Fantasy 7 remake, um, The Last of Us 2, Cyberpunk, all of these games giving it a huge run for its money, I would say if it came out in a year that we didn't have a whole bunch of big games, this is definitely a top game for Game of the Year, for me, in my opinion. Oh, damn. Least. Well, I think at the very least it might win one of the side categories. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever you know, whatever the game, uh, the game awards figures it falls into. Because sometimes I don't know how they do their categories. <laughs> yeah, don't know either. But the review for it. So it's an open world game. You get to, you follows the basic storyline. You'll know. You'll have all your basic mm-hmm. people. You switch between all the characters. It's open world. So when you're not doing your story mission, you can fly around. So you'll go start a mission. You'll do your thing, and then you'll have free roam. You can go around, collect items, power up, do side quests. It's a lot of fun doing all that. Uh, the move sets and the combat is actually a lot of fun. Um, there's a bunch of little things like I like in the food wise you eat food to get temporary buffs and if you eat enough you get these all these permanent buffs that strengthen you 
And it, I love how it follows the storyline of Dragon Ball Z, but it also derives and shows you little side stories that you didn't see in the anime. Little things like filler stuff that I actually enjoy. I just cool. love that it looks like you're watching the anime when you're playing it. Yeah. Like, that was the most impressive. The art style was phenomenal. Like, I was just blown yeah. away by that. Yeah. Art and the graphic, they did really good on. Uh, the voice acting is pretty good. There's some people that I'm like, eh, I don't like that voice actor for them. But otherwise, the voice is pretty good. So out of a 10, what would you give it? What would your... I'm putting this at a 9 out of a 10. Nine. I was going to say 8.5. Yeah. I was expecting an 8.5, but 9 works. 9 is within yeah. my, my realm of... Uh... So that's all we got for gaming, correct? We, I want mean, to make sure... That's it. We're going to move on to our PAX East oh, information. Oh, Lord, yes. And I'm going to make sure my mic is on. Because sometimes I mute myself and then I realize, you know, that I'm not actually talking. <laughs> but So before we go in, well, this is part of PAX East. Yeah. The biggest thing for PAX East before we go into all of our other things, if you want to check out, we will be posting live right after um, two things. All the demos we will be playing there and all the news we get, we will be posting live on Twitter, on, I know... Uh, Twitch, well, Facebook, all of it. Yeah, Jester TRT on Twitter, and I think yours is TG Lord Shamrock. I am still Sean Shamrock on Twitter. I debated on changing it to my, uh, my to match my Twitch, but for now, because my YouTube is still Sean Shamrock, you know, I gotta, gotta keep some yeah. sort of uniformity there, and but yeah. So that'll be a big one for the news, getting it right as we find out. We'll be posting. Check out our Twitters and follow us, and should, you'll be able to keep up to date with everything. And, of course, on the, on. on the Gamer Jester's Facebook as well, we'll be – I'll probably be definitely live streaming at least on there once or twice for some things, maybe walking around the convention. Uh, but, yes, yeah, speaking of the convention, uh, we, we have a lot to talk about as far as that – one of the big things I want to mention right away is Microsoft is not having a presence this year at PAX East. Normally they do. I think it's all hands on deck for Xbox Series X. They're just prepping for that, so they have nothing to really show off or nothing to really show in their booth, you know, except for the cloud-based, you know, when they move to the cloud-based Game Pass system. I think that's the only other thing they got going for them. There you go. PlayStation will be there, of course, with their big, uh, their big games. Uh, what do they call that? The Last of Us Two and Part Two, and what the heck is that other one? I'm blanking out on there. They have something. Oh, uh, f- God, you're gonna kill me. Sorry. Uh, Final Fantasy Remake. <laughs> Sorry. I was waiting, and because I had the trailer. If you're watching this on YouTube, the trailer's playing right here for us. And this that's that, that's going to be the funny part because I'm not watching on YouTube right now. It's playing in the background. Mm, what could it be? <laughs> <laughs> what is it as it's playing right beside you? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, just be known, people. I'm not watching on YouTube at this precise moment. Okay. I'm looking at my screen to catch all the, the updates I have to share about PAX East and everything. But uh, And if you're interested, this playing right now is the opening, the full opening of the game. It launched. They showed the very first the complete cutscene. That's just playing here while we talk. Well, this falls in with my tips and tricks. So if people are going to PAX East, and this is just, this is for us too. This is not just for us, but this is for if you're going to PAX East. Uh, I've been looking for some tips and tricks for first timers, considering we are going to be first timers as well. But if you're definitely going, one of the things to download right away is the PlayStation Experience app. Because they will have slots where you could reserve playtimes for some games. 
And when the slots open up, they go quickly. So you have to act. It's usually people say it's like 10 o'clock the night before. And then some people say it's like the day of the show. So be vigilant. Be looking on that app. Definitely be, you know, if you see an opening, take it because you don't know when you'll get another chance. Because otherwise, lines get really long, especially for the big games. Last year, people were reporting that Bethesda had three-hour wait times for some of their games. And some people didn't even get in <laughs> so to get to, to play those certain games. So That's rough. So we got to find right away what times um, they are. Get in, like, really quick. Yeah, so that's what that's saying. When you see it open, and that goes for just, that goes for both of them. That goes for, you know, uh, that goes for PlayStation. That goes also for Nintendo, whatever they're showing off with, uh, I believe, Animal Crossing, like I said, is going to be one of them. They have another game that was kind of on the on that was coming up, but I completely, honest to God, forgot what it was called. I think not Devil May Cry, because they just released that. Uh, Gods and Monsters was one of the big things they showed off at E3 last year. And you play as a hero who's out to save gods using powers granted them by the gods of Olympus. (laughs) So there's this whole thing, and it's got this unique-looking art style. It's from the creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so it's supposed to be a good game. I think they might be showing it off. Don't quote me, because they haven't said anything else on it since E3, but there's a big chance it could be making an appearance, because it's supposed to come out this year. So, there is that. But I did want to share some tips and tricks. And I had my whole <laughs> I had my whole list pulled up, and now I... I, I kind of While lost you're it. pulling it up, I'll come. I'll fill in the filler. Yes, uh, if please you do. Also follow on Jester TRT on Twitter. I will be making um, a document. If anyone wanted to meet and talk with us or see what times we'll be live and all that, I'm making a spreadsheet of our schedule. When we'll be doing what? What um, panels we'll be seeing? Which we'll be streaming? What times we'll be doing? Like, a, so we're going to do a sit down podcast live together yes. at the convention that's another one that's coming up uh, but speaking of one of the tips is build a schedule and but make sure you're flexible with your schedule because pax east is packed the entire weekend uh, it's infamous for its long lines and wait times which we were just talking about yeah. you know what downloading the app so especially with the pax east app if you are going the pax east app is critical because you can do so many things on it you can see everything there's the first of all they give you a map where they can gps track you in the building so you could literally navigate to a booth if you need to like if you are that directionally challenged you could it's like it's like the it's like the it's like the ikea app basically <laughs> like if you ever been in an ikea store you could like navigate around ikea with an app with their app so pax east is doing the same thing and you could also click on which like panels you're interested in and add it to a schedule so then it will actually send you alerts as to when and the best one the most underrated one is they have a line estimator type thing where you can go and you could see how much of a wait time and things like that or how long lines are for certain things so you'll click on something and it'll say line is blah 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 long so that is that's that's probably my favorite thing seeing how long the lines are mm-hmm. knowing when to go what to avoid because up uh, we missed it lines too long yeah so it, i mean it definitely tells you that and uh, then just some other common sense things is like you know dress you know comfortably comfortably and you know wear shoes that you can breathe in of course and you know because you're gonna be on your feet and that's uh for if you're there about 12 hours it's gonna 
So even, oh, cash is the other big one. I know a lot of vendors, they will take cards, but depending on where you are in the arena or in the convention center, you may not have, they may, you may not have service or their square reader may not have service. So it is recommended to bring, you know, at least a hundred dollars if you're spending money, that is, because to have a backup in case, you know, you get somewhere and you can't, because the other thing is take your cash out before you get there because they allegedly last year had reports where the ATMs got low and ran out of money. So hmm. that was another big issue. <laughs> so, and then with the fees on top of that, so you're paying your bank fees plus a convention center fee, which they're not cheap at convention centers. They're at least three to $5 per, you know, withdrawal. So on top of whatever your bank is. So, I mean, the only other thing is, you know, just network with people. You know, don't be afraid to talk to people, which is, you know, something we're going to have to be like, oh, we got to network with them. But, uh, you know, the, everyone's there to experience it. So you never know who you're going to meet. So that's basically like the the central guidelines for, you know, how to enjoy your first time. So anything you think you could add to that or, or is it pretty no, well covered? Pretty, <laughs> well, pretty, pretty well covered for all the, for that tip, the basics. Yeah. So those are the basics. See, see, that was one thing, though, going back to the Just Comfortably. I've been going back and forth with if I want to cosplay for this. And I'm thinking, no, I'm going to drop that because of how long, how much we'll be running around. Hmm. If we were closer to the hotel, I might. But we have a little bit of a hike, so I don't want to go back and switch. Yeah, I was going to do that as well. I was going to try to do some sort of – but then, you know, I have to also – Think of my. I'm coming from down south, so I have to fly with all this crap. So it's like, yeah. you know, not this time, but maybe in the future, because you know, well, Boston weather can be unpredictable too. But the other thing I also <laughs> forgot to mention: after parties are huge. A lot of places are having after parties. So if you're into that kind of thing, you know, look into them in advance because some of them they require you to have registered in advance through sites like Facebook or Eventbrite or whatever ticketing site they use some of ticketing some of them do charge an admission fee and some of them are free obviously the free ones are better but you know because they're cheaper <laughs> so, yeah. nothing beats free no that's true i just wanted to throw the 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 after parties out there because i know i completely forgot about it when i was talking about it and i want to go to one or two of them <laughs> yeah i'll have to find a list and get on some of the lists and i would also recommend it's downtown boston there's tons of restaurants, tons of places to eat. So, of course, you know, if you bring your own snacks and water and stuff like that, that's cool. But if you're looking for a meal, you know, just if you're going to pay $12 for nachos at the convention, I don't know if that's what they are, you know, for probably. it's probably not unrealistic for nachos at the convention. Just go to like a pub down the road because, I mean, you're going to pay $12 for the same for nachos that are much better quality. So. <laughs> That's just my helpful tip there. <laughs> From all the cons I go to, yeah, they bump the price way up and it's bad. So it's always better just to take like the time and just leave and go find somewhere outside of there. It was like when we went to that one con in Philly and we were like, let's go to Target and buy a snack. Or buy a, was it Target or something? I don't know what it was. I think it was, it was Target, Target and we bought and like, like... old costume. Yeah. And then I got a picture with that guy who was like, what was a Harry Potter type guy? And he was like, oh my God, James. And... <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. times good times 
But uh, I don't have anything else to add to any of this. Uh, so I think, you know, unless you have anything that you want to add, I think we're good to close it out. Um, well, we did perfect. We're about coming up to our time now. So I thought we might go over it. So I was rushing the beginning, but we did perfect on time. How about that? That rarely happens. So yeah. round so, of applause. To wrap this up, <laughs> I just, just want to say um, we will be down there. I don't think I showed the dates, but as of next week, uh, February 26th, we will be driving down the 27th. We will probably do a morning live stream. Um, thinking maybe when we first get there, Thursday is going to be slow on the panel. I was looking at all the stuff. I'll make the actual list and I'll post it. But Thursday is kind of slow. We'll probably be streaming a lot on that day and like socializing yes. and talking with everyone. And one more tip I forgot to add battery packs chargers they have oh. i think they have charging stations but all you know they'll they'll get full really fast so yeah. if you have battery packs bring those i forgot to mention that common sense but that's why i forgot to mention it common sense but i have a lot of stuff for us i have a battery pack for myself and i have a battery pack for you to use as well Sweet. and i have uh charging docks that we can use when we find an outlet we can sit down in case they get low we have we can also sit down and charge them up this will be fun it's gonna be an interesting time so but we are signing off here Again, to follow us with our Paxis Adventures, you know where to get us. We are facebook.com slash gamerjesters. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Shamrock, S-H-A-W-N, and him um, on JesterTRT on Twitter. Twitch is also JesterTRT for him, and my Twitch is TG Lord Shamrock. Those are where you can find us, because those will be our streaming channels the day of the, con the, week the day weekend of the convention. Have a great night, guys.